Welcome to the Hyper Voice, episode 106. This is a show all about Pokemon's video game championship series. I'm your host, Steven Morioka, and I am here with Alex Underhill. Who, me? And Justin Burns. Hey guys, glad to be back. Hey everybody. So, welcome to season four. This is our opener for our brand new season on the show. Again, the kind of meaningless for all of you listeners out there, but just helps us organize things into our uh, respective VGC seasons and stuff. So, um, for our season four opener, we're actually just going to start off with a review we recently got and one we got a long time ago. These come from uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, and Alex is going to take us away with the first one. All right, so this review comes from Electronic Lover. Uh, a couple days ago, as Steven mentioned, and they said, uh, the title here, great show, says, honestly, an amazing VGC cast, great guests, solid opinions of metastates, and some snarky fun thrown in. These guys don't do this for money or clout. That's where you're wrong. Uh, that was a little ad-lit of me. <laughs> I need to just read it without <laughs> adding anything in. These guys don't do this for money or clout. They give us solid info and advice without the plugs of other Pokemon casts. Keep up the good work, guys. Alola. Hey, that's my catchphrase. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, appreciate the uh, the review um, and the feedback. Uh, it's always fun to hear from the people that are listening to us and knowing that there are people out there that actually do uh, do listen to us drone on and on and on. So uh, thank you for the review. And uh, Stephen, why don't you take us away with the other one? Yeah, so first I just want to say, like, um, you know, we don't have a Patreon for this show, even though we probably should, but we don't, and that's fine. But I always, I always thought about, like, you know how sometimes other podcasts have, uh, like, sister shows when they have patrons and then they get to listen to extra stuff the hosts do? And I always thought if we had, like, a another show for uh, people who helped support us, Are you right? just talking about, like, bonus content? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The... Like, gotcha. we wouldn't even need to have a new name for the show. It would just we just call it the Hyper Voice Expansion Pass. Nice and easy. Oh, my gosh. We're keeping on brand with Pokemon. But um, anyway, yeah, thank you for that review there, Electronic Lover. We appreciate it a lot. And uh, this next review here comes from uh, 14MonkeyP14, and this actually comes from uh, February of this year. So this is a few months back. But um, this is actually uh, a one-star review. Electronic Lovers was five stars out of five. This is one star out of five. And this says, amazing. I love it. But not, though. (laughs) (laughs) So this is... uh, this is very strange, and, you know, you may be wondering, you know, why are you promoting a, like, a one-star review on your show, right? Well, this is actually uh, just, like, a learning lesson and uh, something I just want to, you know, kind of point out to everybody, that the feedback that this user left was not helpful. Um, it's not constructive in any way. So, you know, maybe you don't necessarily like the show, right? But um, if you don't like it, you know, you got to tell us why. Why you don't like it? You know, is there something about our uh, energy or our... Uh, flow of the show or just our topics or maybe you don't like the content or the way we're uh, presenting it i don't know so um that's just not a helpful way and uh, a way to be constructive for us and to help us out in any way so that just uh, it doesn't do anything for us so um so just to reiterate steven's point um there are a lot of different ways that the show sucks but you have to be specific <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, if you do want to, see, if you want to see improvements, if you want to, if you do want, if you do want to see something changed per se, and uh, if you do want to just, you know, constructive feedback is always uh, welcome and helpful for us. So, please do that if uh, if you have any of that. Uh, anyway, those are our reviews. And now, Justin, what are you doing here? I thought uh, I thought we got rid of you <laughs> for this yeah. season. Yeah. So, uh, I, I heard I heard that. Uh... 
that the for season four they were banning all the most used uh, podcast guests, but it, <laughs> uh, when they when they you know they uh, filed they you know they filed the uh, you know online competition that's coming up for Pokemon and they they accidentally made it series five instead of series six. So I guess you have to use uh, season three rules for your podcast for this week. Well, of course, as soon as the rules were reverted, I was immediately like, well, I got to get a Justin Burns back on my podcast, just like you got to get a Rillaboom back on your team. You know, once the things are available again, once you get back your old toys, you uh, you immediately return to them. Uh, something that I'm realizing in uh, hindsight that would have made this joke better, Stephen, is I should have done uh, soundproof podcast guests because it would make no sense for us. And that's just kind of like how they took the uh, singles uh, band list oh, and yeah, applied yeah, it to yeah. us. I, I see, I see. I should have looked at anybody they've had over there uh, multiple times um, and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, the the band list has uh, been, I guess, is rescinded the word? Uh, the, I, I think that's a word. Maybe it's not. I, I that did. Is, uh, that's a word. That's a good word. That's the right word. A, <laughs> right word. Okay, because I did rip into a, uh, a listener the other day for using a word incorrectly, so I don't want to do that myself. <laughs> um yeah, so the the ban list is no more, and uh, I guess we can go back to over- using these overused guests again. Uh, I know you're tired of them, but uh, they're there for a reason. Yeah, and you know what the best part is? What after this after this IC and they've you know got everyone qualified for Players Cup, they're not going to have the main tournament until Series Seven. So I guess you'll be able to have everyone back for that too. And then we get the bonus guests, the DLC guests. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, how did that? How does that work? <laughs> The strong, the strong guests like Landorus T and you know all them. I was thinking it's going to be like people who have stopped playing VGC but are now coming back because like like that's that's what these Pokemon are. They're Pokemon that haven't been uh, around for a bit, but now they're going to make their return. I like uh, it. Well, uh, if anyone wants to file any uh, appeals or support tickets to us about um, our ban list and why people are showing up when they shouldn't have been showing up in the first place. Um, you can send in your support tickets to us, and I will guarantee that those will go unanswered. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. We're staying on uh, brand here. So, uh, one thing that I want to just, like, touch on really quick, uh, is I think Burns kind of briefly mentioned that he's on, uh, my side for the, um, well, maybe not, maybe not, I, I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but Justin, for the, uh, the second stage of Players' Cup, what format do you think we will be playing? Uh, I I don't know. It really depends on when when we get the DLC. And when do you think the DLC is coming? Because I uh, we talked about this on the last episode, uh, me and Steven, and I am in the camp that I think we're going to get in in October, uh, just because of the way that the seasons are lining up and when they uh, scheduled the second stage of the Players Cup to be. I'm in no yeah I'm in November just because I think that all of this sounds too good to be true, and if it sounds like that, it probably is. Yeah, I'm I'm hope I'm really hopeful that it'll come out in October and I feel like if, you know, they planned this tournament to happen in November, they probably uh wanted it wanted it to have DLC and they probably planned it around the release of the DLC. That's just what I'm right. Team Alex, let's go. Um yeah, that's like it's something just really just like comical about this whole series 6 thing and how it's just going to end up being like not canon. I don't know what we're going to look at this in future years, like, um, just already going back, you know, series, uh, or, uh, VGC 2019, Sun Series, Moon Series, Ultra Series, uh, we, fi- that was pretty easy to integrate into, like, you know, the, 
the tournaments that host old formats like NPA or World Cup or whatever those tournaments are. It's pretty straightforward. However, uh, this year has just been a roller roller coaster, and like uh, Series Six, I think is just going to end up being like not canon. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to play this format again if we don't get any type of major tournament in it. Yeah, it is kind of interesting because you know, you know, the season got canceled in the middle of uh, Series Three, but at least we had I think one regional that happened before uh, it got canceled, and then you know, Series Four we had the. We had the IC that gets you qualified for the Players' Cup, and then, you know, Series 5 was obviously the Players' Cup, but we don't really have anything for Series 6, and I really, I feel like the IC was supposed to be Series 6, and I don't know, some miscommunication must have happened, and now it's Series 5, but now we just don't have anything, uh, like, official at Series 6. Yeah, and it's kind of sad. It was, like, panning out to be a really unique format um, to kind of, you know, be official, but I guess it's not going to be canon anymore. And, uh, you know, it would have been nice to kind of see that. So I uh, do want to just kind of segue us to, you know, you mentioned that our pre-qualifier, so the battle online battle competition, is this upcoming weekend. We're using Series 5 again. Um, so just wondering, you know, what you two have been uh, up to, you know, in preparation for this, if there's any preparation, and just how you're feeling going into this thing. So I've uh, I mentioned this before, but I've been doing uh, a decent amount of practice, uh, just laddering on Showdown, as that is the only place you can practice the format right now. Um, just having a lot of fun using uh, something that I think will be easy to play. I don't want to, you know, think too hard in this competition. Uh, I want something that, you know, makes the games go quickly. And, uh, you know, you've got 45 games to reach uh, whatever that uh, bottom margin is going to be we don't which is nothing concrete you know you, you we can't just say it is 1640 because it could very well shift up or down uh for uh, at least for you know the na players uh, of course the the numbers will vary even more depending on the region that you're playing in but uh it's just you just got to get uh, a team that you are comfortable with enough that you can uh you know play uh without having to I don't know, think too hard in my opinion. You know, I think that uh, the more games you can get, not like, it's not a speed run, but like, you know, I think that if you're uh, wasting all of your brain power on like, you know, a couple of games, then you're going to have a worse performance in those later couple of games. And I think it'd be a lot better for people to use teams that they're comfortable with, something that they know the flowcharts for. And so that is uh, my main bit of advice. I've been uh, just kind of getting myself really practiced with the team that I'm planning to use. Even if it's not the perfect team for the tournament, it doesn't need to be the team that wins this this online competition. It just needs to be the one that gets me into the qualifiers. Yep, I'm about in the same boat. I've been just, you know, using some pretty common teams. Uh, a lot of teams from Players Cup. I've just been trying stuff out and see what I like best in Series 5. Gotcha. And uh, I do want to point out for everyone that I really appreciate uh, within really these last two weeks, how the community came together to uh, put on a bunch of series five, like in-game ladder tournaments. There've been several over these last about two weeks uh, in so that people can actually practice in uh, on game uh, in game on the, on, on the, uh, those ladder tournaments. So that's been a lot of fun. I know the Reddit circuit has had series six going on these last few weeks over the weekends and their uh, circuit finale tournament is, um, this weekend, the same weekend as the pre-qualifier for the Players' Cup 2. And I just wanted to plug that, saying that everybody actually... It is open to everybody to participate in it. Uh, it's a double elimination bracket using Series 6. 
And um, there is prize money available. So if you want to play in that too, um, you can do that. Um, uh, again, I imagine most people would be pretty um, involved with qualifying for the Players Cup 2 though, using Series 5 um, in this uh, Wi-Fi tournament. But as for me, in terms of like my preparation, um, I've just been getting some uh, shinies ready for the tournament that I'm going to want to use. And uh, I have been playing some Series 6 just to get like, you know, basic you know fundamental pokemon gameplay down uh so i have that for series five and uh, i've uh seen all these series five like tournaments in game to play but i just the times didn't work out for me so um i've been practicing but not necessarily series five which may be a detriment i don't know but um you know i'm taking this one a little more seriously than i did the first uh ic yeah and uh again like we we don't know exactly where that bottom bar will be so uh, make sure that you uh, kind of go all out, even if uh, even if you think you're good. I would recommend going a little bit further, just because it's going to be different with a existing uh, tournament to look at that's like the same format. Of course, Players Cup One uh, will know uh, basically how the uh, cutoff worked uh, from the, that one, and so uh, I imagine that this time it's going to be a little bit higher. That is just my prediction uh, for almost all regions. Uh, again, I, I, I really do not know what to expect from Oceania. Uh, I don't know if they... I don't even know if we know the bottom bar for that one. Justin, did you ever hear what the bottom qualifier for that one was? I don't know. I heard someone got in as low as, like, 1450. 1450, even. Yeah, I was going to say, I know there were some sub-1500s that made it in, so um, I'm wondering that if that will change. I hope that that will change, uh, just so we can see some strong competition, maybe... Um, Again, I think all of the numbers, the the thresholds are going to be bumped upward, uh, which is going to be especially hard for regions like Europe uh, that were already on the cusp of 1700, uh, just you know maybe making that final push. And uh, it's going to be going to be a grind. I'm looking forward to this weekend though. I had I had fun with the uh, first Players Cup uh, qualifier that May I see uh, as it was you know something to work towards um, when we had nothing else. Uh, in terms of, like, official Pokemon play. And I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, I think that, uh, I, I don't know, I just really enjoy having um, official Pokemon tournaments to grind for. Uh, this time it's not going to be as stressful. I remember last time we were so in the dark that uh, <laughs> I was grinding so hard. This time I'm a lot less stressed. So I do want to bring up a question about the uh, the, qual- the pre-qualifier coming up this weekend. And uh, this is just having to do with, you know, I don't know what it is, but like when I go to live events, whether, it were, you know, back in the day when it was like a premier challenge midseason or regional or something, if I took a loss, you know, I wouldn't panic. You know, I'd still be fine uh, with my mindset and uh, I wouldn't be in this like panic mode being like, oh my gosh, I lost. I lost all these points. So um, I don't know what it is like for me. And I'm sure there's some other players out there too who experience this. But when you take a loss in some of these like, uh, online competitions like this, it, um, it really sets me into a panic. It's like, oh my gosh, I lost all these points. Can I make these up? And I just want to ask, you know, what would you recommend to people, um, if they take a loss in this tournament, you know, kind of how to bounce back and, you know, not get, uh, super stressed out about just taking a loss in uh, this tournament. So one thing that I would advise is for uh, players to make sure that they reset themselves. A lot of people will tell you to just like, you know, oh, classic walk away or, you know, come back later, take a break. Um, and while I'm sort of advising that, uh, I think it's more important that you just try to mentally reset. 
if that means taking a 20 minute hour break, uh, then do that. But uh, try to, you know, keep bringing that down and down and down. So that way you are not playing uh, on tilt for the next game. Um, you know, something, for example, uh, if you are playing like a hard, you're using a hard trick room team and you lose because you couldn't get up trick room to a rock slide flinch. So the next game, you try to do something different when you're facing the exact same team or something very similar. Uh, and it turns out if you had just, you know, gone for your usual strategy, you would have won. I, th I think that happens uh, more often than uh, it should. I think players need to kind of just keep doing what works uh, and stop, like, doubting themselves just because something didn't work one time. You know, unless you're playing the same player uh, again, which can happen in these online competitions, um, it's usually safe to just kind of keep going through the same flowcharts, same game plans that you have if against uh, similar archetypes, similar teams. Uh, and so... Uh, I wouldn't worry uh, if you get cheesed, especially. Like, that's what these tournaments are known for. It's best of one. If you uh, get caught by something completely unexpected, uh, it's normally just, like, best to just accept that loss and move on. Uh, it's not something that you want to, like, you know, think about, like, oh, why didn't I prepare to fight Hydro Pump Gudra? And it's like, you didn't prepare to fight Hydro Pump Gudra because that is the only Hydro Pump Gudra you're going to face in the whole tournament. Uh, so don't worry about it, uh, even though... <laughs> I was a Hydro Pump Gudra user alongside yeah, even Justin. Though, even though four of us brought Hydro Pump Gudra to a Players Cup. Uh, yeah, it was maybe a poor example. But uh, yeah, the point I'm trying to make is that um, you know when you face some when you face a loss from some bad luck, when you face a loss from some kind of weird cheesy team, don't start to doubt yourself because um, again, it's it's something that's not going to happen that often uh usually once uh, or you know uh, you're gonna get some bad luck losses several times throughout the tournament um unless you are like a really really skilled player and so it's just something you need to learn to brush off and uh yeah just make sure that you reset before you come back to playing again and don't get flinched don't get flinched irl or in-game true that's a very good recommendation there so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing my best to uh, work on that because I don't know what it is. Just like online competitions, when I take a loss in those things, like I get really flustered and panicked, and I don't it's, I don't know. It's weird. Like uh, it's, it's because I guess it um there's it feels like there's more at stake when that's not really true. Like in a live event, you know those matter a lot more, and uh, I can take a lot loss a lot better there. So uh, maybe it's because it's best of three too. I don't know. But um anyway, you know people just realize there are probably several thousand players playing trying to qualify for this thing and um you know just realize everyone is going to be freaking out the same way you are so um that's the uh pre-qualifier here you know we're jumping back to series five probably the last time i think we're gonna see series five in use in official play i don't know again this may not be its last time but um we may, may be moving on to series seven or six or whatever they they're playing for the future and uh speaking of plans for the future or um the lack of plans um play pokemon actually uh made an announcement last week uh, this came september 17th so this was a thursday and this uh, announcement had to do with the rest of the season for live events in uh, 2020 so i'm actually because the statement is uh short enough i'm actually just gonna read the whole thing so um, this is basically having to do with play pokemon's live competitions and events remaining suspended through 2020 so um, this is the statement reads here from uh, Pokemon's article. Since the initial announcement in March that all Play Pokemon program events would be canceled, we've been closely monitoring the global health pandemic. In keeping with the commitment to ensure the safety of fans, players, and organizers, the organized 
play team is continuing to assess the situation. As of September 2020, we have determined the pl that the play Pokemon program will remain suspended through the remainder of 2020. Please check back in November 2020 for more details and announcements regarding our play Pokemon program in early 2021. Then they talk about more uh, trading card game stuff, and then it finishes with... Until we can all play together in person again, stay safe and enjoy playing and battling online. So, honestly not surprised by this announcement since we got the Players' Cup 2 announcement first and not this one. I think if they'd switched the announcements, that would have made kind of more sense. But, um, there are two... I think there's one big thing I want to ask you to and talk about here is, uh, and go in depth into it, is like, there's more information about early 2021 coming in November. There's a lot, I think, feel like there's a lot hidden in that statement uh, and buried. And what do you think Pokemon is planning for our future uh, in the next year? So I think that uh, it's an interesting statement just mentioning that they're going to uh, update us in November. That is, of course, before the end of the year. And uh, I think that it's just going to give us like a, a little like warning buffer ahead of time for uh when events will be coming back they're just going to be kind of checking how things are every now and then uh just to give you a heads up before they actually start to bring back events like uh i don't think that pokemon is going to suddenly say january 1st hey there's a regional you know january 11th or whatever the first weekend is um, and it's just going to be out of nowhere. Like, we're going to get an advance notice, and it's going to be something that they're going to have to plan for. Of course, the TOs, everybody's going to have to plan for this and stuff like that. So I think that it's going to be just kind of their way of alerting us beforehand in case things do get better. I'm personally in the camp that I don't think we're going to be playing uh, Pokemon. I, like, just looking at the, uh, like, if, the, if we reach November and they're doing some kind of status check, I feel like things are not going to be drastically better. Uh, so I, I think that that November announcement is just going to be, we're going to continue away, uh, continue to wait. Yeah, I pretty much agree with, uh, that, you know, they, they definitely won't, uh, resume the season as normal if, uh, until we can get back to like a sense of normalcy, um, uh, regarding dealing with this stuff. And that, you know, that, that may not be for, you know, quite a long time, maybe well into 2021. Um, but I do think it's interesting that they, they did specify early 2021, which means they're not going to like rule out canceling the season entirely again in November. Mm -hmm. uh, That's a good so, point. So they'll either say that, that it'll remain to be suspended through early 2021, or they might, you know, maybe they'll try to uh, introduce more online tournaments, maybe not for championship points, maybe for championship points. Maybe they'll try to, you know, try to set up an online, online forum for, you know, players, you know, players as well as like the parents of, you know, juniors and senior players, to uh, communicate better and get everyone, you know, involved in uh, playing playing Pokemon again. Because right now the Players Cup is uh, for Masters divisions players only, which player like running running Players Cups are cool, but you know they're not they're not a long term solution. Um, ultimately so they're you know they might they might be up to something they might you know have something planned to keep keep the pokemon community playing pokemon through uh you know the start of 2021 even if it's online so i might have uh zoned out uh because i was reading along with you steven but did you end up reading the tcg part no i skipped it 
Oh, cool. I think we should probably just read it just because it kind of talks about what Burns is saying here. It says, in the meantime, Pokemon trading card game players can continue to participate in League at Home events. We will also be providing additional details on a new Pokemon TCG online series named Play Pokemon Team Challenge, launching later this year. Uh, it seems like, uh, especially since they have an official simulator, uh, Pokemon TCG is uh, transitioning at least part of their stuff to online. They're going to find online equivalents and replacements and maybe find a way to, for players to, of course, play uh, with, uh, you know, maybe people in the region, maybe not, uh, more often than what Players' Cup is allowing us to do. And uh, maybe we'll see something like that come to VG. Um, it'd be interesting. Uh, I would love uh, to have more official stuff more often. Um, I do miss, like, talking with all of the uh, Chicago players and stuff like that, of course. Uh, it would have to be in some kind of, like, online setting. But who knows? Maybe they'll come up with something. Um, something else that I want to uh, address in, like, uh, Burns's points there uh, is that the, if they don't... Uh, if they do continue to just like update us periodically uh with with whether the 2021 season is canceled or not um or if they're just gonna you know do it piecewise uh eventually we're gonna reach uh march which is around where the season uh, of course uh ended in 2020 uh where it was i guess paused and if we pass that point and we don't have events then we're gonna end up having some kind of like shortened season and at that point i wonder if it's even feasible for them to host worlds from like an invite stand uh standpoint uh you know they're, they're gonna have to either lower the bar or shift it um like something that like i thought was really funny is back in uh, march i said that we were gonna raise it i said that we were gonna raise the bar um for the next year like to like 500 uh for people that hadn't already qualified because of course they would have bonus events they had you know the most of 2020 and uh, the I guess whatever wherever we picked up in 2021 it was going to be this extended season but uh, if we don't start before March it's barely going to be extended um, or maybe not even extended at all and uh, I'm not in some kind of rush to start it it's just it would be very weird to uh, see how they apply championship points considering that people didn't have a full year to earn points all year long. Yeah, so I guess uh, going back to, I, I guess it was kind of foolish of me for skipping that trading card game part, because that is actually pretty significant here. You know, Pokemon wants to make sure that they can have events for, like, the three main games that they host is that trading card game, video game, and Pokemon. And, um, you know, if we get to, like, January through April in 2021, that would be, like, the time window for a Player's Cup 3. Look at us talking about that already. But, um... You know, like Justin pointed out, that doesn't uh, solve anything for juniors and seniors, right? They're excluded from the Players' Cup events because of the age restrictions on the third-party platforms that they're using, those services. So that's uh, another restriction and issue um, that would face the, you know, Play Pokemon uh, in its entirety. But, um, you know, your point, uh, Alex, about just like resuming the season, say, maybe in March, maybe like more online fashion with uh, perhaps championship points in some way, like... Um, just that small, small time window left to kind of like, uh, tread back to, or try to qualify for worlds again, right? Um, you know, some people can aim, remember we have, uh, I think, we, I think we have already, uh, they've already announced like what their, uh, tentative plans were for next year's worlds. And that was like, there's the original bar, which will be for like that initial first day of competition. They made another, a second bar for a, for the second day. And then there's, uh, I think they're keeping like the whole travel award stuff and buys and things, um, too. So like, 
it really depends when the season, how the situation is uh, just panning out with coronavirus. And uh, I just don't, we just don't know. Nobody knows, like, everything is uh, scheduled to, uh, all subjects to change. You just never know what's going to happen. So, um, I don't know what they're playing necessarily, but um, Players' Cup 3 is an option, but they, it seems like they might be leaning towards something else. I'm hoping they apply some of those uh, TCG, um, I guess, style tournaments or something like that to video game. Uh, I think there was a uh, grassroots one held for Canada or something like that, if I remember hearing about it. It was uh, somewhere in Canada that I remember Adi telling me about. That's like four episodes in a row I've name-dropped Adi. But Adi just keeps telling me stuff about VGC, so he's going to keep <laughs> getting name-dropped. Um, yeah, I remember Adi telling me something uh, about, like, a... Uh, they were hosting, essentially, a tournament that said, like, if you could feasibly get to the tournament in Canada, then you're allowed to play in it. And there was, like, a cash prize or something like that. And it, it's, like, interesting because they're trying to, you know, implement that whole, like, region-based competition uh, where you're playing against people that you're familiar with, uh, playing in a smaller setting, um, and... I, I like the idea of it. I would love if we could somehow implement that for um, for video game, like uh, on the the main, like I guess for like a, an official setting. Um, if they just did something like you know, if you're within 200 miles of this tournament, like where they would normally host the tournament. I don't know, dude. It's so weird. It's weird to think what they would even do. Um, I'm just kind of like speculating, bouncing around ideas, but. Um, just kind of hopeful that we can get something to, uh, you know, drive us to play more often, uh, because I, I like the Players' Cup, but like I've said in the last one, uh, last episode, uh, we're gonna have, like, a whole October of, yes, practicing for Players' Cup 2, or Players' Cup 2, uh, Stage 2, but there's no competitions, and we used to have, uh, tournaments a lot more often than that. I think the idea of, you know, online locals is really interesting to me, just because, you know, most most of the time, online tournaments are just like you know, if you can enter, you can enter, and we don't deal we don't deal with the other like other problems that like games uh, played online have. Like for example, fighting game. I I believe a lot of big tournaments they region lock uh, in order to reduce you know ping mm -hmm. and like connection stability and things like that. You know, but we don't have that problem with Pokemon. So local, like uh, like local online locals would really just be trying to, uh, you know, emulate real life scene. And I don't know, I don't know if it's feasible. Um, because honestly, I've been a real tryhard in the past and drove like six hours to a local once. Mm -hmm. And so, like you know, technically, I should be allowed to play in those if I'm willing to make that drive. But yeah, yeah, you know, there's no there's no real way to enforce it and. Also, like people's like people's addresses that are registered on Pokemon.com, they're not always exactly where they live. Uh, so then, maybe there's some kind of like middle ground where you can play in any of the uh, any of these local level tournaments. They just have some kind of like limit to the number you can play, like a BFL, of course, and then they have like a a roster cap because if they opened up uh, this whole thing to everyone who wanted to play online they would easily exceed the size of some of the biggest regionals that we've seen, just considering that you have everyone around the globe looking to play Pokemon. But if they, if they put some kind of, like, you know, roster cap, they held them different days of the week, different times for, you know, people of all different regions, 
uh, we could, uh, I think it'd be kind of an interesting way to make it still happen. Maybe host them uh, on the weekends, but like, you know, again, all different times for all different regions. Uh, to just kind of just like emulate locals and then have those uh, points add up to something. Again, like a world's invite is a really weird kind of prize to earn right now. Like especially the reward for Players Cup being like a travel award when it's like, when are we even going to get to use that? So I don't know exactly what we would be striving for, but I think sometime, some type of like online local equivalent uh, with limited players uh, just to give you that kind of smaller uh, not as intense competition setting for players would be a good thing to have. Yeah, I think we do need something more consistent and rhythmic um, with uh, tournaments, kind of in the way we're used to. They can they can obviously still be run online because we're just playing on our video games, on our Switches anyway. So, um, like with the Players' Cup, you know, if you don't make it past the pre-qualifiers, then you're kind of just sitting around on the sidelines for three months. And likewise, if you're in... If you play in the Players' Cup in the qualifiers, the regional qualifiers, and you get knocked out at some point, you're again sidelined for another, what, two months possibly? So um, there's a lot of sitting around with this, um, and that kind of comes with the double elimination bracket style of things uh, later on in the tournament. But um, I would like to see uh, these types of, like, some sort of uh, circuit moved online, and uh, that's very... Um, there's going to be a lot of debate and bickering about that kind of system, but... Um, something else I want to bring up here is that, um, again, we don't know exactly when the Crown Tundra is going to come up, come out, but even the, to be honest, my next point doesn't even matter about that with the Isle of Armor, when it came out, like there were some small, um, updates that came with that, like the team preview change in there. Um, so like UI stuff, right? Um, team preview change. So you don't have to hit, uh, X anymore to view the opponent's team. It was just there next to yours. Um, and we also got like the battle ready symbol, which I think is a, you know, looking back, that was a lot bigger than uh, we all made it out to be. Like, that's really significant. They can just use older Pokemon. That's uh, just a lot of fun. And um, it saves, uh, saves you a lot of work. And it introduced the Swords of Justice. That was the only way you can still get them uh, to play on Sword and Shield. But um, with the Crown Tundra, I feel like there's going to be something else added in there besides the gameplay elements from the new area. And uh, all that, just like that, may help uh, help TPCI like run some sort of circuit. Um, so something else like with the uh, Crown Tundra, like you had mentioned, Stephen, just like small changes. This is kind of a uh, spoiler, so spoiler warning for people who don't want anything about leaks. I, again, I'm normally not one person to follow the leaks, but this one got so big uh, that I couldn't avoid it. Like this is just. Uh, Something that I think is a lot of people know about if you're uh, if you have a pulse on the Pokemon community, uh, but there was like leaks of a uh, potential hidden ability capsule, which would allow you to I guess um, kind of almost like the re the not the reverse of an ability capsule, but it allows you to take a regular vanilla Pokemon with its normal abilities and turn it into the hidden ability forms of itself, which has really interesting applications for certain Pokemon that uh, haven't had their hidden abilities released. Or Pokemon that don't normally have their hidden abilities available, um, alongside the with the battle ready symbol allowing us to uh, bring forward older Pokemon with those abilities. Now there might be a potential to use a hidden ability capsule to just do that on any version of that Pokemon that you have, uh, like the Defiant Genies or uh, Sandrush Dracovish stuff like that. We might be seeing that in the Crown Tundra as well. Yeah, the real big the real big one if that's true would be like for uh 
Sandrush, Dracovish, and Sandrush, uh, Dracozolt, because they haven't been released officially yet. Um, and then you can, like, use it on some of the older stuff, like Genies. Not not because we're going to get them for the first time, because now you can, you, if you want, if you really want to, you can transfer up an old Defiant Genie and give it give it the uh, battle ready symbol but it'll make it a lot easier to access because i believe the only time you can get them is from you know pokemon dream radar on the uh now discontinued nintendo 3ds so oh you know. sad Ruh. it's either from that or uh i was looking through some of my old games i found like those uh genies in a uh, cherish ball so there's some event where i have them with the hidden abilities too but i don't remember from which one specifically mm-hmm yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to see what other things they bring with uh, the Crown Tundra. I remember with the Isle of Armor, uh, some of the things that I was hoping for was some type of spectator mode or some replay mode. Uh, I'm still gonna hold out hope that we could potentially get something like that change uh, added into the game. Um, they added just like general updates to the game. Like the team preview was, of course, for everyone. The uh, battle ready symbol was, I believe, for everyone. Uh, so like there, there are changes that they're going to make to the game just in general. And I would say it's almost a guarantee that we're going to see some things come to, uh, just like sword and shield in general for everyone to enjoy, even if they don't end up getting the DLC, um, alongside with, of course, the DLC shaking the entire metagame, but some new features will, is, uh, something to look forward to in the, uh, in the coming DLC, uh, just like with that update in general. Please just give us a spectator mode, please. Yeah, that's a that's a, honestly a really big one we kind of need is just online spectator mode. That's being extremely hopeful with uh, that next DLC pack, but I'm hoping we can get something like that. Um, you know, something else that would uh, really help us out a lot, which would be kind of minor, but it would uh, help out just with running tournaments online in the future, is the... Um, I, I know all of us have been to uh, locals in the past uh, on Sword and Shield, I believe, and uh, or even regionals for this will work for. But just the ability to uh, lock your battle box um, online, like with the, like I think you can only do that locally, correct? Unless it's a like an yeah, online competition. Yeah, that's correct. So if they can implement implement that kind of uh, tech for staff and TOs to use to lock battle boxes, and then we can play in tournaments like that, uh, then we wouldn't necessarily need to use the open team sheet rule. But um, I think like even a small minor change like that for uh, staff to be able to implement would be uh, really big for our circuit moving forward. Yeah, and that would also f- fix the uh, spectator mode issue because I believe the like the live competition software used uh is what uh is like what you enable spectator mode. So even so like the thing about Sword and Shield is unlike like the 3DS era, you don't you don't need um anything external to host live competitions like uh, in gen 6 and like before it was only a special software that pokemon had that was used to like lock battle boxes and in in sun and moon you could do that locally with qr codes and now with sword and shield you do it entirely on the on the game so the all the locals tos just use their game to lock people's battle boxes so if they were just if they were able to enable that entire mode for online it would fix every problem we have currently with like online stuff. Yeah, like and the the land spectator mode already exists. Uh, I remember messing around with that at a uh, local back when we were having them. Um, 
I know that we haven't really talked about it on the show in a while, but uh, yeah, you can just have a third Switch uh, join. I think you can have multiple. I don't remember exactly how many. Uh, and I don't even remember the system, how to do it. You like increased the number by one or something. It's uh, the player code. The first two digits are what matches up, matches you up with other Switches. And the la- the third digit is what uh, player you are. So like oh, player yeah, one, one and two. Yeah, player one and player two are the players. And then uh, three through nine are all spectators. Man, to think how long has it been since I did that system. Man, <laughs> right? like, that Feels was like forever in... ago, but it's really only this year. Yeah, that, like, that's like the most that recent crazy. system. That is crazy. All the way back in March, I remember doing it. Uh, yeah, so uh, that that was what we were doing at our locals, and you can just get another spectator in, and as long as you got them connected before the battle started, uh, then you had no issues. And I, I really wish there was some kind of easy way to apply that online. I know that it's like not that simple. I'm, I'm definitely not... Uh, capable of doing that myself nor should i expect any other person to be able to or any other team of people to be able to do it so easily but it's something that i would love to see uh because i know that it is possible oh yeah plenty of other video games do that like that's uh something we can implement in pokemon like they don't need to have any sort of uh chat system which nintendo is uh does not like doing any of that at all so um you know even with uh with just having an online spectator mode, you know, you can get some sort of uh, code from the two players involved and they can uh, either share it with only the few people they want watching or they can just share it with the public and uh, then people can watch. Simple as that. You can even, uh, it's something simple too is like you can share it with one person who'd be streaming the game and then they can broadcast that on uh, Twitch or something. Yep. Yeah, that's all we need. And that would just be awesome. That would just solve all of our problems. Yeah, and... Uh, I think one issue that could potentially be a problem is using the spectator mode to look at your opponent's HP stats. Uh, however, when when there is a spectator connected to your switch, uh, you can see you can actually see uh, a little icon on the top of your switch. And oh, but also remember how I think it was this spectator mode uh, that allowed you to see both teams' HP stat. Yeah, that's it was yeah. The- I forgot about that aspect. It was just like, we're tired of it being an unfair advantage when one person gets their HP broadcasted to the whole stream. Uh, and it's like, oh, that's fine. All right, we'll just do both. And it's like, wait, okay. <laughs> it is. I do I do think it's a lot more interesting for the spectators, especially when, you know, have a Pokemon survive on one HP. The The crowd goes crazy every time. That's true. That's true. How, uh, like, there wouldn't be as easy to uh, notice those moments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, whatever Pokemon is planning to do for the uh, future, the near future, you know, for early next year, um, it seems like they might have something that works already. Um, Otherwise, they uh, perhaps don't have a plan yet, and they're just kind of still riding out the uh, coronavirus um, pandemic, just like everybody else's. And um, I hope that, um, you know, it's it's funny that they bring up November 2020, because it's also when we would expect the general results for the uh or the results for the general US election and uh that's also going to be pretty impactful on how well we can uh respond to the virus yes true i uh i'm hoping that we do see improvements here in america something else that i wanted to mention earlier on the show uh that's kind of funny is just like uh they could probably open up vgc uh live events sooner in other regions than they could here and we might be something that's like holding the world back <laughs> like 
Um, I, I don't know that like coronavirus is definitely still uh, around the globe uh, everywhere. And so you make sure to stay safe. And, uh, I, I know it's not just an American problem at this point, but uh, I know that we are not handling it very well and uh, have been continuing to not handle it very well. So uh, I'd be curious if like uh, at some point, if the rest of the world has got it figured out and we don't, if they just decide, yeah, the circuit's up and running again, uh, but America, you are not allowed. You guys can do your own thing or whatever, or maybe just do nothing um, just because uh, we really need to still figure this stuff out. That's another thing is I don't think Pokemon would, I don't know if Pokemon would be bold enough to make that kind of move and be like, you know, the other three rating zones, you're allowed to have all of your regular events that you normally have, but the uh, anyone in North America, you cannot play in anything. Sorry, <laughs> that'd be really weird. I don't think they would do that. That's fair. I get. Yeah, that makes sense. I get your point. I do see the point, though. Like, um, we are falling behind and failing pretty hard. And um, if you know, much like uh, many other things in the world, we also may be holding us back from uh, getting back to our events earlier than uh, we'd like to. <laughs> yep. So, everyone, that was uh, us talking about, you know, what potential futures we could have for uh, competitive Pokemon with the uh, this announcement that Play Pokemon may be working for some, working on something for uh, early 2021. Um, we'll find out what that announcement is specifically in November. So, uh, we'll stay tuned and uh, talk about that then. But, um, everyone, I think that's going to be our show here. Uh, we're just going to keep it short this week. We can get uh, back, get all of you back to... Um, your prep for the pre-qualifier or back to playing the pre-qualifier but uh good luck to everyone playing in that and um you know justin it was a pleasure to have you on here thank you for, for being on here we appreciate your time yeah no problem great to be back for uh for uh, for a season four even though you know everyone's supposed to be banned <laughs> but you know alex alex dropped me a little statistic that i apparently have a uh you know I, I come on the show about once every eight weeks, so. <laughs> it, it really has been that way. I, I I remember Steven sharing this with me, and I was like, this is just so whack. So we have yeah, to keep I it guess up. I'll be, I guess I'll be back in, like, you know, November. Players Cup may or may not be over. That's right, that's right. And, like, um, yeah, those are, the, the scheduling was unintentional, too. Like, it just happened to work out this way, and it's a pretty fun pattern. But, um... You know, that's going to do it for our show here, everyone. Just like uh, how we started at the uh, top of the show with uh, some of the reviews there, you can leave your feedback and reviews on our various podcast platforms uh, where you can find us, those uh, primary ones being Apple or iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find us on a bunch of other uh, platforms out there as well. Uh, Just search for us. Uh, You can probably find us on your uh, favorite podcasting platform. Um, You can also send your comments, questions, and feedback to our email vgchypervoice at gmail.com and uh, remember just to tell your friends about us if they're interested in a show about competitive Pokemon that they can find us here on the Hypervoice and lastly um, people can find the show on Facebook and on Twitter at the Hypervoice and you can find the three of us personally on Twitter as well you can follow me at Super Morioka Alex where can people follow you? you can follow me at LexiconVGC and Justin where can people follow you? You can follow me at just Mr. Burns. Oh, and if you have mon- any money or clout, you can also send that to me at uh, Lexicon VGC on Twitter. <laughs> awesome. 
everyone, uh, the listener, thank you so much for listening, and stay tuned for more of the Hyper Voice. Alola. <laughs> <laughs>